Get your fill of baseball news and beer reviews at foulballarea.com. Follow our blog for the latest news around the baseball world and read about some of our favorite ballpark beers. Tune into the podcast every Wednesday as we take a deep dive into the topics of the day. Stay connected by signing up for our mailing list or following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Foulball Area. Now, here's today's episode of the Foulball Area Podcast with Matthew Atkins and Trey Lyle. What a weekend of baseball we just had. The wild card round is complete. All four series have wrapped up. Four teams are moving on to the division series. And Trey, unfortunately, one of your World Series teams is already out. Yeah. Uh, well, welcome to our podcast. Let's, let's uh, Welcome to the Foul Ball Air Podcast, because Matt forgot to say that. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, Outside of the White Sox, maybe the most disappointing team now becomes the Mets. Just the way, like, I don't even think they collapse at the end. Like we've said, the Braves just played really good. But, you know, I think this is the Padres team we all thought we were going to get. We just never thought it would happen because we didn't trust them. So uh, San Diego pitched. San Diego beat the Mets the way the Mets were supposed to win that series by just lights out pitching. Yeah. Yeah, Joe Musgrove last night was really good. And, of course, they had the whole controversy mm-hmm. where Buck Showalter thought he had some uh, some foreign substance on his ears, called for and him to get checked. He struck out the side yeah. and hit, hit him with the – or yeah, I think he struck out the side. At least I think he got two more strikeouts and then hit him with the Kenny Powers. <laughs> yeah, it, that, was a, that was an interesting point in the game. Uh, a lot of people criticizing Buck Showalter over that. Although, you know, you, you look at the video and the pictures – Musgrove's ears were looking very shiny. I don't know if he was just sweating a lot, but umpires went out there. They night. checked him. They checked him. And, a cold night. Like, yeah. that happens to my ears. Like, if it's cold, they'll get a little shiny. Yeah. So they'll get red, too. Like nothing that- found out there. And uh, he kept pitching, had a, a fantastic outing on the mound to send the Padres to the NLDS. Yep. Yep. And, well... Yeah, that that was a, a great performance. I mean, we had a couple upsets. I mean, both upsets on the National League side. And then, yeah. uh, obviously, uh, Seattle, which we both thought would win, got the win. And then Cleveland, I mean, Tampa lost by a total of two runs in two games, and they're eliminated. <laughs> yeah. That was, that, that that one. Was, those were both great games. The what 13-inning game, was it 13? I think it was 14, 14, 14 or 15, yeah. yeah. And then game one was pretty good, like a pitching. Both were pitching duels. So if Cleveland can get that Shane Bieber, oof, well, that 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 could be dangerous for the Yankees. Yeah. So uh, so the good winners thing they won't play him in game one. The winners in each of the series, as we mentioned, the Padres beat the Mets. That's the only series that went three games. The Phillies swept the Cardinals in St. Louis. The Mariners swept the Blue Jays in Toronto. And the Guardians sweep the Rays. That one's at home for Cleveland. So those are the or the uh, wild card series winners. The division series matchups are set. They all start tomorrow at one o'clock with the Phillies taking on the Braves in Atlanta. We have the Mariners and the Astros at three thirty. Cleveland at New York at seven thirty, and late night baseball San Diego at Los Angeles at nine thirty. First pitch tomorrow night. Which of those series are you uh, most excited for? Oh, Padres-Dodgers. Just because 
that's been built as the matchup. And I know we didn't think we were going to get it with no Fernando Tatis, but it, it has to be, you know, the Padres have been consistently making these big swings at big moves to beat the Dodgers. And it's like, all right, here we go. Last year, they got swept. And this year, they pitch like they did against the Mets. They have a real shot. So, you know, I am definitely going with, you know, Dodgers, Padres. I think the atmosphere in Braves, Phillies might be the best in terms of both fan bases. So I, I think that should be interesting as well. Yeah, I think the Padres-Dodgers series is going to be really exciting. I'm looking forward to that one, uh, you know, the reasons that you mentioned. And it's a division rivalry. The the Padres trying to knock off the Dodgers crown as, you know, the best team in the National League, best team in the NL West. So that's going to be a really good one. Obviously, as a Braves fan, I'm looking forward to the Braves series against the Phillies. That should be a good series as well. Um, you know, I'm going to take a chance to kind of, uh, take some jabs at the Mets a little bit since they lost their first round series. Their, the third game of the series was not a sellout. It, it was the least attended game of the three game series in New York. Meanwhile, the Phillies. To be fair. Meanwhile, the Phillies have already sold out both of their games for the NLDS. To be fair to the Mets fans, it's typically Mets, Jets, and the Jets did have a home game that day. Okay, and it was a game, and it was a game the they playoffs. could win. I understand that, but it was a game the Jets could win, and they did win because it was they're playing Miami with their backup, Teddy Bridgewater, who got hurt in the game. So you know the Jets don't see a lot of winning. So, but yeah, it should have still been a sellout. Every game at Yankee Stadium is going to be a sellout. It's going to be electric. Um, but it, it it should be fun. Let's look at these matchups. Yeah. I, I'm pumped for it. I think we're setting up for four pretty good matchups. Yeah, definitely. I think the 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 Mariners Astros series is going to be very good. You know, the Mariners team has been fun to watch all season long. And then in their wild card series, they were they won the first game and they were down eight to one in game two, and they came back to win the game against Toronto. I mean, what a game by them to be able to win that. I, it was the it was the largest comeback ever in a series clinching playoff game. So that's history right there. Fantastic series by the Mariners. I think that they're going to match up well with the Astros. It's going to be a really fun one to watch. And that's a, that's another division matchup. So we got three division matchups in the division series. So that's pretty cool. It should be fun. It should should be fun. I mean, postseason baseball is always pretty fun. So I'm pumped for it. Tuesday, tomorrow, got four games that day. Obviously, you know, Braves kick it off at one. So uh, it, it should be a fun time. Yeah, should be. I'm really looking forward to it. Going to be a uh, fun week of baseball, and hopefully I'll be able to actually watch some of the games this weekend. I won't be, won't be out of town during any of these games. Do you have – so – I guess we can get predictions at the end, but uh, there there are some headlines outside of the playoffs. Obviously, Aroldis Chapman kind of just left the Yankees because he wasn't going to be on the roster. So, Pierce, there's going to be disciplinary action with that. That's kind of weird, but, I mean, it makes sense. Like, you know, Aroldis Chapman coming in was the closer for the Yankees, and I would argue he's the biggest disappointment on that team this year. Um, 
by far, like by far. And he's not even on the postseason roster and he was upset about it. And they were expecting him there for a workout on Friday and he just was in Miami. So he'll face disciplinary action. So I think that means Aurora's Chapman's time with the Yankees is done. Um, that happened. The scary collision in the, you know, that ultimately led to, that's what we should probably talk about now. The, the comebacks in the wild card. So the, Two like historic comebacks happened. You know the eight run deficit by the Mariners to win Game Two, then obviously the six runs, which are the most runs scored in a ninth inning in wild card or postseason. I think it was postseason history, either postseason or wild card history by the Phillies in Game One against St. Louis. Like there were some pretty epic comebacks in in some series. Yeah, yeah, there were. The I mean the the Mariners comeback is obviously as I mentioned, but a really historic one. It was the largest comeback in a series clinching playoff game. So really cool to see the Mariners win that game. I was checking the scores. Um, you know, I wasn't able to watch, but I was checking the scores and I saw that they were down eight to one late in the game. And I was like, oh man, they're going to have to have to go to game three. And then later I see that they came back and won. So a really amazing game by the Mariners to fight back and win that game, sweep the Blue Jays on the road. And now they get a playoff game at home, which is something that you mentioned last week. You thought this team was going to really, really want to play a playoff game in Seattle. And so now they get that, and I'm really excited for them. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm most pumped for. It's, it's, I'm so excited to to see what Seattle is going to like Seattle, Philadelphia, the two teams that had two of the largest playoff droughts. I am very pumped to see their playoff atmospheres because I know Philadelphia will deliver as an Eagles fan who has seen Philadelphia deliver. Like when I went to DC to watch commanders game, it basically was like a home game for the Eagles. Cause yesterday when they're playing Arizona, it was a home game for the Eagles and they're on the road. I think Phillies, the Phillies, fans and Philadelphia is going to be I mean there's gonna be a lot of juice in Philadelphia this past, this weekend because their home games are this weekend upcoming weekend and Dallas is coming into town the Cowboys are coming into town and NBC is doing this big thing with the Premier League in Philadelphia so like big weekend in Philly it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty fun yeah yesterday was a big day for Philly sports fans uh or this this whole weekend like you said you know Phillies get the win Eagles get a big win. So, uh, yeah, I think that you're, you're right. Next weekend is going to be huge for them. I don't know what this Premier League thing is that you're talking about, but between the Philly series the NBC, and the Eagles. It's just the NBC, like, sports, like, Philadelphia, like, Premier League crew is just doing a live show in Philly while they do coverage. It's not like a Premier League game. So, like. Interesting. All right. Well, that's something. So, yeah, still a big weekend for Philadelphia sports fans next week. And I think that it should. Uh, that's like a very distant third on the list. I just. Yeah. You know, but it's not hockey or, or basketball season yet. So you got to have something else. Well, hockey starts this week, so they'll have the Flyers, too, which. All right. Are there you not go. Not that good. <laughs> it's something. Yeah. Philly's going to be a, a big sports city this weekend. Uh, all these series just have some kind of exciting aspect to them. The the. Dodgers Padres I know that's the one we said that we're both most excited for there's just so much to look forward to with the Dodgers being the best team in the league this year that again I feel like no one talked about them because we just expect them to be this good but they're insanely good 
and the Padres being the team, like you said, that that we expected them to be, you know, where they brought in all these pieces like Juan Soto and Josh Hader, and they delivered last night and they won a playoff series. And now they're matched up with the Dodgers in the NLDS. That's going to be such an exciting series to watch. I hope that it's competitive. I hope the Dodgers don't just roll over the Padres, but I, I really do think that this is going to be a fun series. I'm calling it. I think the Padres are going to win this series. All right. That's a bold move. That's a bold prediction. I think they keep up the pitching they did. And a big thing is they really didn't tax their bullpen against the Mets. So they can come out. They can. They pitch Clevenger in game two, or is he hurt? Um, That's a good question. Because I know Darvish pitched game one. Let me check real quick. I don't know if they had the projected starter yet. Snell pitched game two. So Clevenger could pitch game three, right? Yeah. Let's see who. And who's going to go first for the Dodgers? Oh, no, he's out. Never mind. He's hurt. So it would be, it probably will be what? Straw, uh, Kershaw versus. I'm assuming they'll go Kershaw game one, right? I would guess. I don't know. They've got a lot of good pitchers on that, on that team. Could be Julio Urias. Could be. Probably is Julio Urias. He is there. Yeah, I mean, he's a, he could win Cy Young this year. Kershaw, yeah. though. Yeah, I don't know. It could be either of them. Padres is going to be interesting, though. That's, that's the interesting thing about this this new format is, you know, the teams that played in the wildcard round, they're on their third or fourth pitcher by the time they get to game one of the NLDS. Yeah, well, it'd be three-day rest, right? Because Darvish pitched Friday. Yeah. So you would have Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Do you throw your pitcher on three-day rest in game one? I don't know. Maybe in this situation you do when you're the you know taking on the Dodgers. You gotta have your, your best guys out there. Let's see here. Darvish pitched. He was Darvish was visited on the mound in the seventh in that game. Remember? Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I'm also looking forward to seeing how the uh Darvish the... pitched seven innings, by the way. Seven innings, one or four case. Okay. So just to put in perspective what he did. Uh I'm also excited to see how the week off benefits or doesn't benefit the the teams that got that by, you know, if they if they're rested and ready to go or if they're cooled off because they haven't played in a week you know that's the most interesting thing about this format to me i think the yankees need like i think like like we talked about on the last pod i think if you're a team like atlanta who had to like sprint to the end it might hurt because you have all this momentum of winning the division and that maybe the dodgers have kind of been resting because they've really had nothing to play for towards the end even though they've kept winning games so that That'll be interesting, but like if you're you're New York, like I think Aaron Judge needed a week off because of 
he was just chasing that home run record towards the end. And so he didn't get a, a rest be, a rest period. So he gets kind of rested, reset because he wasn't hitting that great. But I think that was more of him chasing a record than him, you know. I think he was just getting either a ball, like he was either getting a ball and then like he would try to take advantage of the only strikes he could see. So it I don't really buy into like how Judge played towards the stretch. Um, so I I think it just depends on the team. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, but it's going to be, you know, one thing about the Braves, you said, you know, for a team like them that had to sprint to the finish and they're going to lose momentum. They had some guys, though, some really important players on the team. Uh, Matt Olson and Dansby Swanson were the only two players in MLB this year to play all 162 games. So, you know, they they need a little bit of a rest before they get into the playoffs. So I think that'll benefit them. But the team as a whole, yeah, it's going to be interesting because they were playing really hot towards the end of the season. They had to to win the division, and then they've taken a week off. So it's going to be interesting. Going to be uh, one of the most intriguing aspects to watch as we get into the division series this week. So I, I hope, person, you know, obviously as a Braves fan, I hope that it benefits them. But we'll see. The Phillies are hot right now, so makes me a little bit nervous. I do have some breaking news for us during the pod. Boop, boop, All right, boop. let's go. Braves and Spencer Strider announced on a six-year, $75 million contract with an option that could make it up to $92 million. Wow. So the Braves kind of have the same strategy with everything is like evaluate, get great young talent, and sign them to long-term contracts early. There you go. Wow, that is impressive. Good for Strider. Good for the Braves, too. Could be the rookie of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Will Michael Harris get a deal, too? He already did. Yeah, he did. You're right. Damn, the Braves. Best run organization. I really do think they're the best run organization (laughs) right now. Like, all the guys they now have locked up for, you know, I guess Dansby's next. Like, are they going to re-sign Dansby Swanson? That would be the... That's Next the question. one the one piece that they're missing is re-signing him. Lock him up for a six, seven years. Like you have your core, your team for the next decade. Like, that's pretty good. And they're young. Like they're signing these guys during the prime of their careers on long-term deals. It's not like they're gonna have all this money when they're old. Right. Right. The the interesting thing about the Strider deal, six years, like that's one more year than they would have already had him for as a rookie. So it's an interesting move by the Braves to just go ahead and say, yeah, we'll we'll give you six years, 75 million. I mean, maybe he would have ended up making more in arbitration once he reaches that point. So maybe it saves them money. But like, like they already had him for at least five years. So interesting, interesting move by the Braves. But I, I mean, good for Spencer Strider. Great for him. Doesn't have to worry about it, uh, about what he's going to get paid. Doesn't have to worry about the arbitration. So it works out for both sides. I like it. Uh, I don't think I've seen anything about whether or not he'll be able to go in the NLDS. He was hurt towards the end of the year. So I'm hoping that he will be able to pitch for the Braves because he's obviously been a huge part of this rotation this year. 
uh, and that would be huge if they were able to get him back for the division series. Yes. Yes, I agree with that. So we'll see. Uh, I haven't seen any news on that front yet, but Braves could definitely use him on the mound against the Phillies. All right, I guess we should make our predictions for this next round. Well, you're, oh, well, you're basically, you're holding serve. You're just going to keep what you have. Yeah, I'll just stick with what I've got. I'll keep my ale the same. And I already called my shot with the Padres, and I'll have Atlanta. So then I'll go Atlanta over, I'll have an Atlanta Yankees World Series, and then I will have the Yankees still winning. All right, so now we've got the same World Series matchup. Different and it would have been great if I was right. Like, <laughs> if I was right since two weeks into the season, the stupid Mets had to choke it. God, like, come on. Like, that is so disappointing. Like, you had three games at home, and you choked it away. Yeah. Like, you have the highest, like, this isn't the Mets, like, that, you know, underpay and, you know, the Mets used to be run like a small market team. You have the highest role in, highest payroll in baseball. Like, what are you going to do from here? Your money, like, because I don't think you're going to get Judge. I think Judge is going to two teams. It's the Giants. He's going to either go home. If he's going to be in a New York team, it's going to be the Yankees. Like, what are you going to do? DeGrom, I think DeGrom's leaving. Yeah, DeGrom's gone. Like, <laughs> goodbye. And I, I have a feeling where he's going to end up. You're just going to keep us hanging? Is that the cliffhanger for next week's episode? My bold prediction for this all season is that Jacob DeGrom, and I, I, I've read and seen these things. Jacob DeGrom will be an Atlanta Brave. Yeah, I've seen that too. That's what I think. I think, I think it could happen. Actually, you know what? Screw it. He's probably going to be a Dodger the way they fucking do it. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Um, Sorry, I cursed there, but like, <laughs> yeah, I think he's gone. They're not getting judged. I think you're right. Either Giants or Yankees. I don't know what you do if you're the Phillies. Like, do you or go the, after the, Carlos the Mets, Correa? Mets. Do you like? Yeah, I mean, I mean, Lindor's your shortstop, like. It's a tough situation. Like, they did everything that they had to do. They brought in the best pitcher of this generation in Max Scherzer. And they still couldn't get it done. I don't know. That's a tough, really tough situation. I mean, the playoffs are so weird. And, you know, anything can happen. So, is it, like... Yes, it is a failed season. They didn't win a playoff series. But do you really look at the team and say, yeah, we have to revamp this entire team? Or do you say, hey, we just didn't get it done in the playoffs this year? Well, you better hope Next or pray year. that you pay Edwin Diaz. Like, you're going to have to pay Edwin Diaz. Yeah. Um, And then you're going to have to try to re-sign to grow. Like, you're going to have to try. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, definitely. Um. So, but I, I mean, I don't know that it's like, I don't know that you really have to revamp the entire team, you know, keep, try to keep the players you have, but it's just, it's just a, uh, 
it's just one playoff series loss and the Padres were just the better team in this three game series. The three games is such a small sample size, you know? No, I didn't. I'm not saying that uh, they should like blow it up and redo yeah. it. I'm just saying like, let's be real here. Like they do have the highest payroll, so they need to be better. Yeah. Like they should have won this. They should have, shouldn't have lost the division. First off. Yeah, they shouldn't have. They should have kept on kept that. So is what it is. It is disappointing for Mets fans. But as yeah. a Braves fan, I was uh, I was happy to see it. You know, they brought Edwin Diaz in with his entrance still. ESPN was showing him running into the field, and then you see Padres fans in the stands jumping and dancing along to it. Uh, and then later in the game, you hear Padres fans chanting, let's go Padres throughout the stadium. I mean, that's just embarrassing for Mets fans, but fun to see as a uh, as a rival fan. I agree. Well, well, baseball's here. You got anything else you want to you want to talk about? I'm just excited for these division series to get underway. Four games tomorrow. I like that. I feel like we haven't usually had that. You know, usually I feel like when it gets to the division series, it's like they separate the AL, yeah, you know. NL starts one day, AL starts the next day. But I like this this four games on one day. It'll be fun. As always, please uh connect with us, Matkins in the news at Trailer Isle VT at Foulball Area. Also on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg Facebook page. Rate and subscribe wherever you get the podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Make sure to leave a review and a rating wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe so you get new episodes as soon as they come out.